Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. All right, boys. To the podding shed. There may not be any major rugby to speak of, but we are still podding and uh, we will be every single week until the World Cup. So let's do it again. Hands in, pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. Oh dear, malfunction with Phil's What's microphone. On? You are right there, Phil? Uh, what are you doing, Maybe, Philip? maybe. That noise you can hear there. How, oh, how there is this so difficult? Yes. There we go. JB is here. Phil is here. Hi, Tim. Hello, Tim. And this is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, your weekly dose of inane rugby chat. We don't take it or ourselves too seriously, the game of rugby, but we love it. And it is just under now 100 days until the World Cup. It's getting closer. It's getting, it'll be here before you know it, boys. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, at Rugby Podcast is where you can find us. You can tweet to at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. You can uh, listen to us via the Acast app. We quite often chuck some little extra content up there during the pod. Like in previous weeks, we've had pictures of uh, JB naked from mm-hmm. his stag do. Yeah, 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 that happened. <laughs> Which was an effort to try and stop Jay from having his phone interrupt the podcast. Naked, that's interesting. Okay, that actually links quite nicely into this. I did... In, really? <laughs> Where are we going it, now? It does, actually. Well, I did... Oh, you... As, as, you, as you guys know, there's two things which I really dislike, or three things if you include t- touch rugby. Nudity is definitely not one of <laughs> right. them. Well, one is charity, and the other is football. And today I played charity football. Wow. wow. Yeah. What's uh, that got to do with nudity? Because the charity football was for testicular cancer. And I met the founder, a guy called Jack, the, tra- the, the charity is called Baggy Trousers. And he said that they're really trying to get, get into rugby clubs, but it's, a, it's an embarrassing subject. I was like, no, it isn't. All, oh my we, God. all we do is spend time naked. Yeah. <laughs> if there's one sport where men are quite comfortable talking and even probably, probably I'd, say, I'd say most rugby clubs... They probably, without even putting it under the name of uh, checking for testicular cancer, you probably ch- end up checking each other's. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Just as much as you would need to. So, yeah, you're quite right with that. Uh, we've had a bunch of people getting in touch. So you can listen on the ACAST app and we put some extra content up there. You can subscribe through iTunes. And thank you very much for doing so and making us the, the most listened to rugby podcast out there. In the known universe. In the known universe. Right. So uh, we've had lots of people getting in touch since last week's podcast. Uh, a lot about the Hardman 15 that we did. We did a Hardman 15, if you remember, in honour of Jerry Collins and uh, some of the reactions to that. Steve Visser says, you missed, for him, an obvious choice at 15, Andre Joubert, the South African, mm-hmm. broke his hand and played in a World Cup final and won a World Cup medal. Pretty impressive. That is impressive. Uh, William Littlejohns says, scrum half, Mike Phillips... No, nope. Just van der Vesthuizen, which yep. absolutely... I can't believe we missed him. I can't believe we missed Just. So, uh, absolutely. Uh, another one from the first scrum half from the weekend, uh, Augustine Poulou uh, broke his arm and played on yep. till the end of the game. Tough lad. Uh, John O'Donnell said, at second row, how could you overlook Paul O'Connell? Now, 
I just think that was the strongest area. Troncon. It, I've just had a uh, periscope now. Tronc, tr- the Italian scrum yeah. half Troncon. <laughs> he was a nuggety. He could have played hooker or scrum half, couldn't he? He was one yeah. of those kind of builds. Yeah, that's a good shout. That, that's a, well, I think that was mainly the problem with the Italian team throughout <laughs> all of the 90s, wasn't it? They could literally play anywhere because hmm, maybe they weren't as good as they could have been. Yeah. Well, they didn't play anything outside 10, did they? It was, well, it was, was nine-man rugby and then drop goals from Dominguez. Dominguez was incredible. <laughs> yeah. He was so incredibly small, yet incredibly good. <laughs> uh, John o- yeah, so John O'Donnell says Paul O'Connell. I-, I've- I can't put Paul O'Connell ahead of the four second rows we came up with. Charlie Matthews. Dan- <laughs> Danny Grucock. It was... Backies. Remind me, Backies Boater. Cudmore. Cudmore. And... Oh, Brad Thorne. Oh, yes. Yeah, Paul Perfect. O'Connell. If we were talking about best players ever... Paul O'Connell would be in with a shout at second row. But uh, he's very he'd good. He'd be in with a shout. The thing is, for second row, it's so competitive. Yeah. I, in, in every, I mean, there's only two positions. We and... didn't even mention Martin Johnson. Yeah. Was, that, was a tough, that was a tough Fab, lad as well. Fabian Palouse. Yeah. Um, there's so many. Uh, I mean, the one I... Oh, Mark Andrews. He was he was so hard, it was ridiculous. My, my brother says the hardest player he ever played against was uh, Mick Galway. Oh, really? The Munsterman. He was making his like one of his first games... And they played against Munster, and he just said that he got given a lesson that day in like toughness. He was he had studs all up his back and everything. Like basically, he just bullied wow. he bullied him for eighty minutes. Uh, who I think it was. Now I'm going to get this wrong. Who was a, a famous wasps number eight? Really, not Delalio. Before you say, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying. To, okay, so your mate Andy Powell. Your, <laughs> yeah, Nathan your, Hughes. Okay, who the coach for Worcester is. Dean Ryan. Dean Ryan, okay. So, did Dean Ryan play, play for Wasps? Uh, yes. Right, I think it was Dean Richards or someone, someone in their book said in their first game, their, their coach to, to, told him that in the first line-out he had to hit Dean Ryan as hard as he could just to get one up. And I've got a feeling, I've got a feeling he either got hit by Dean Ryan, oh, forget it, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> cool, story, great, yeah. great cool story, Cool story. Cool story someone basically hit Dean Ryan. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Jay is available for afternoon after dinner speaking. Was <laughs> a horror show. All right, Martin Corey. Martin Corey hit him. There you go. Okay, uh, move on. And uh, Antonio said that you two got it wrong with Chris Latham. I was suggesting he was a hard fifteen. You two weren't having it. He says. He's been a Worcester fan and he's one of the best and hardest players he's watched play at Worcester. And Owen said, how on earth did you boys have a discussion about who was harder between Hibbard and Hartley? And then sent us a link to the video. Exactly, at my where, point. Where, my Richard, point. where Richard Hibbard uh, just took a total dive after being run into by Dylan Hartley. Hartley is the best hawker in the world 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I'll tell you what, there's one man who's now putting himself... His hand up to be in the hard men on the wing, hard man 15 on the wing, and that is a certain Mr. Wendell Saylor, former, former, <laughs> former Australian Rugby Union international, now playing rugby league again. And he not, took part in, in the. Is he? He's, he's not, not, he's not playing now. Sorry, is he? not playing now. Sorry, but he, he did go back to league. He went, he went back to league. Wendell um, Saylor's got his own, um, like, brand, uh, yeah, brand image thing. Okay. Do you like for hats and stuff? Oh, he, right, got you. Yeah, he's actually got his own brand. Well, Wendell Saylor went on to the NRL, so the Australian Rugby League TV show, and against Ben Ross, another uh, another Rugby League star. Was that a Rugby League guy? Yeah. yeah. Oh. He, he, he took, he, they did a, it's the Iron Arm Challenge. 
And, well, the result for, for Ben Ross is that he's now got four or five months on the sidelines. Crikey. <sighs> because Wendell Saylor broke his arm and uh, and ruined his bicep. Uh, I'm going to play it. No, please don't play it. I'm, 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 Just no, look away, Jay. Look oh, away. I hate this. Is it? I'm going to say it. You have to listen. You have to listen carefully. The, 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 listen carefully. I don't want to listen carefully. Shh, shh, shh. Oh! Oh, oh, it's that noise! That's why I'm not listening. The only thing worse than watching it is listening to it, and that's what I've got to do now. Oh. Right, can I put my headphones back on? You just hear a little pop, and um, and then oh. you see Ben Ross scream, like I think anyone would. Oh. That's horrible. That's absolutely horrible. It yeah. happened in the World's Strongest Man. About, Did it? About 15 years ago, yeah, and they never had it in... They never had arm wrestling as a competition since then. Do you know, and BT Sport will openly say this, the producers of BT Sport base a lot of their Rope Tonight show on... On the NRL, on the NRL, NRL footy show, Footy yeah. show, which is really, apparently a really good show. I've, I've not watched yeah, it. Yeah, it's excellent. I just wonder how um, BT Sport are going to, like, up uh, up this. Mm. Because, you know, they're clearly going to want to do... Fights to the death. Do something <laughs> bigger and better. <laughs> Retired players, play, people, two men enter, one man leaves with a contract. The other doesn't play doesn't again. Leave, doesn't leave at all. <laughs> um, Wendell Saylor tweeted, I feel so sorry, Ben. I feel so bad. You're a brave man. I couldn't have handled it the way you did. Just <gasps> just guilt talking. You've got to feel a bit sorry for Wendell Saylor. He didn't mean, he didn't mean that, obviously. No, no. It was, you it could see, see, see that. I'm guessing sort of weakness in the arm anyway. I mean, you arms just don't snap, do they? Unless well, I, Wendell I, Saylor's I, snapping them. I was thinking it's, it's only snap because his muscles are stronger than his bones if that makes sense. Because mm. his muscles won't allow his arm to go anywhere, so the pressure's oh got to go... God. Pressure's got to be released somewhere. Ugh, it's horrible. It is. I'm, I'm going to do a name drop here, and I once interviewed, for, for my day job, I once interviewed Steven Seagal. There we go, name drop. Wow. 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 And he showed me a bit. I said to him, come on, show me some Aikido. And he said, all right, come at, come at me. Come at me, bro. So, uh, <laughs> I said, okay, right, well, I'm going to put a punch your way. I didn't actually punch him because I thought I don't want to connect. But in any case, I put my hand out to hit Steven Seagal. He grabbed my wrist, just one-handed, and just twisted me into a position. And he had me held and I couldn't move. And it felt like my bone was bowing. Ooh. And I said, could you break this if you wanted to? And he went, oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Sensei Seagal, as Anderson Silva calls him. Yeah, uh, have you ever had the conversation with a guy who does... Uh, Martial arts, you know, the, the dweeb that does martial arts, probably not very good at team sport and uh, taking up ninjutsu or something pathetic. <laughs> uh, I had this in a wedding where someone was asking me... To... You, hold on, you do wrestling, Jay. You do BJJ. You do BJJ, well, you, you do BJ. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I had this situation where someone was basically saying, oh, you're a big lad, do you do rugby? And he's only asking me the question so he could come back at me with, I do ninjutsu. And then you got to have the situation, kind of like you did with... Um, <laughs> with Steven Seagal where they say throw a punch just throw a punch and I'll show uh, it was so horrifically awkward then you got to throw a punch in a wedding uh, <laughs> yeah. I, was, yeah, I just grab it do you remember there was always someone in the, in the playground at school that, that blagged that they were some incredible martial artist they may well have been but they, they said that thing they go I have to legally warn you <laughs> before we fight. Yeah, that was. The- that I can't be held responsible for my actions. I heard when I used to do like martial arts as, as, as a kid, 
The law was you had to warn someone three times before <laughs> using your skills. <laughs> and you, you, they used to give you these little booklets, uh, which is stamp or something, like a little membership booklet to say that you did what. It's, like, it's like Napoleon Dynamite, isn't it? <laughs> um, right, uh, so let's talk about some rugby that's happened, because despite the fact that it's all over in the UK, really, there's, there's still rugby going on, and it was the top four team final at the weekend, a game I didn't watch, and I think that a lot of people that did take the time to watch it came away disappointed, but a win for Stade Francais. It was. I've, I've done more interesting and more exciting things with my Saturday nights in the past, I'll be honest. I did watch some of it. I watched the Sky Sports highlights package. <laughs> now, I did tweet this out as well. How many seconds of rugby do you think was in the Sky... It's a five-minute programme. How many seconds of rugby was in the Sky Sports highlights package for the top 14 final? Well, there were a couple of good breaks mostly by the Stade Francais 12, Dante, mm-hmm. uh, and a, one or two by Benders. Uh, Benders! And some good field position. So I guess you could get a good 30 seconds out of 30 it. 30 seconds, If Tim. you stretched it. I'd go higher. Than, you'd think out of a five-minute programme, more than 30 seconds. What was it? Eight seconds. <laughs> it was eight Fact. seconds of rugby. Was, I mean, if you include replays... Was the rest of it just the kicks and the yellow card? Yeah, it was... In fact, the bit of rugby they showed was just the ball carry. Julian Bordy comes in, no, nothing wrong with that, not a yellow card. It um, was No, it was not a yellow card. card. It was definitely a yellow card. It was your kind Let of game, actually. Let the boys actually. play! Let the boys play! It, it was what? your kind of game, just lots of boring kicks, penalties, lots of abiding by rules. <laughs> in fact, if no one had been carded, there'd be literally no rugby. Not quite. You didn't actually see the game, did you? No, I just saw the highlights. Yeah, so you did miss out on some... There was some good skill by both teams, some good breaks, um, particularly... Dante, as I mentioned, looked really good. But the, it was all about Parise. Was it? He was everywhere. Even though it wasn't the best game, but just Parise and victorious. I, I don't know how many, how much has Parise actually won in his career, because it's not a lot. Not a lot. Nowhere near he might, what a man of his talent. If he was English or Australian or South African or a New Zealander, that or guy well, would have been one of the most decorated players he, ever. Do you know what, though? He wouldn't, look, he wouldn't look quite as good because he looks so tremendous in that Italian slash. It's almost worth it. <laughs> the Italian and the... This Stade Francais. Oh, oh, do you yeah. know, rugby's just a better place all around when Stade Francais are good. Yeah, agreed. It, it just, it, it just agreed. feels right. Now, I never saw them winning the whole thing, but I'm glad they did. But they've got such a monstrous pack as well. Like they, they bullied the, the three games. I've only seen them in the, the playoffs, but they took apart Rassing. They've yeah. got a notoriously massive pack. Then Toulon. And that, then yeah, Claremont. that's a big one, isn't it? All three of them, like three... If you were picking the biggest packs in Europe, you'd probably put those three right up there and Stade Francais just took them apart. The whole playoff, to be fair, has been pretty a pretty dull affair. Stade Francais' <laughs> first game against Racing was really good. They looked The, the Aviva excellent. Premiership semi-finals were... It was quite rare. That, that Bath-Leicester game, for example, that, that's, that games like, and this is what I think when you look ahead to the World Cup, it's really rare that you get a, a really exciting, incredible game when you get to the business end of the season, which is why, mm. actually... For all the stick you give Stuart Lancaster's selection, and oh I, do, I, do have is, I do have issues with it myself, one thing I do think England are built for is knockout rugby and eking out those wins, potentially. Well, let's find out, but, but we'll, I we'll, doubt we'll, it. we'll see in 100 days. I've just realised I completely forgot to play a bit of music for Wendell Saylor. I, I've hey! spent, I spent ages thinking about this. Do you remember this? <laughs> Mr Wendell. I was going to play this while we were talking about it, sorry. (laughs) I've just ruined it. But but I am going to play a song now, uh, because I've remembered this one, for Claremont Averne. Do you know this song? I recognise it. It's American. It's Beck. Yeah. And the song is Loser. 
Uh, what have Claremont got to do to win a title? Do you know what, though? It's kind of like Chris Wiles. Chris Wiles can't start because then he won't be the be- be- best replacement. <laughs> so Claremont be the, can't this... win because otherwise they won't be... The second best team. Yeah. In yeah. a way, it's a good thing. Look, looking back over the... So the last nine years, they've been in eight finals and they've only won one, which was 2010 uh, top 14 versus Perpignan. Fact. Seven out of eight losses. I did Ugh. see somewhere that they'd lost... Lost 11 out of 12. Yeah, but yeah. I couldn't actually uh, work it back. I couldn't, couldn't find out But we're talking we're t- up. We're t- top 14 titles, top 14 y- European titles. Yeah. It's just... If you're a player like Aurelion Rougerie, just think how many titles Ugh. a guy like that, again, talking about great players, yeah. a guy like that deserves. Yeah. Well, no one deserves and, anything. No, no, you, <laughs> but you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Like he, he, It wouldn't be unfair... If he'd walked away with a hat full of titles, because you go, yeah, yeah would because he hasn't won any. Great player. <laughs> it would be grossly unfair. <laughs> 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 Fine. Fine. Um, is it, I, is I it, did think. Is it mental with them? Who knows? Do you, do you I, think, I, it, I, the injuries did really cost them. If they'd have had Davies and Fofana in the centre, it would have made a big difference. I do think it's at the point where it, it has to be mental. There's, there's no well, way. There's they've no even way changed it. the coach. You know, Vincos yeah. was a great coach for them, but they thought, mm, we'll just you know, swap it up. Same thing happens. But it, it's been. It was in the press all last week, and it will get to the players because they're in uh, interviews and they're being asked the questions. Do you think you'll choke? Like, that that kind of question. Yeah, it's got to have an effect. And even if you try and even if you try and ignore it, there's still you getting asked that question and knowing that's what people are saying subliminally, subconsciously. Do you know what, it, it's in. such a tough league to win as well. I mean, that's the other thing. Yeah. I mean, there is not the, the playoffs for. I mean, and and the European Cup. It's just brutal, absolutely brutal. Yeah, but I mean, you you think out of eleven or or eight, <laughs> yeah. depending on which one, that you'd get a better return than one. Yes, yes. Because, because they're playing against other teams who are in similar boats. Yeah, most so, of the time. Just it's 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 an incredible statistic and and really quite rare. Uh, other rugby that's going on the under twenties World Cup. Uh, have you caught any of this, boys? Yeah, I've watched all the England games. I, I thought the New Zealand-Argentina game was, was great. I mean, yeah. New Zealand underperformed and Argentina had a really good day. Obviously, it was very close. New Zealand did enough to win, but that was a really good game. Yeah. Uh, there was, during the Six Nations, of some statistic, please fill back me up here because I know I'm going to get it wrong. Something like the pack of the under-20s is now heavier than the World Cup winning pack for England. So the... Is that right? The under-20s pack that won the Junior World Cup uh, last year or two years ago, whenever they won it, 13 or 14, the pack was heavier. Than, the one, the than one that the, had Luke Cow and Dickey in it. Uh, Itodji. Itodji. Yeah, it was heavier than the, the 2003 England World Cup winning pack. Fact. Isn't that amazing? And that is how conditioning has moved on. Yeah. There's been yeah. a lot of stories recently. There's been a, a French, some French scientists that have come out and said, some of the the weight gain, and maybe this is talk for another podcast because we've got lots to talk about this week. But he said he said there is no explanation other than drugs for the the speed of weight gain that is being seen across 100%. the board across the board in players. And I think it was in the. I just get in, sick of the doping chart though. In did, South did, Africa, did, did it was like eleven. South African schoolboy. They did they did fifty two random tests yeah. in some of the top schools. Twelve of them came back as. Doping out of 52. But th- that, I mean, that doesn't surprise fact. me. It doesn't surprise me. I don't think it's going to be quite as bad as everyone thinks. It'll be some supplement which I've got which isn't quite meeting international standards, shall we say. I can't name names or clubs please, please or anything. I can't but name names or clubs, but I, someone that I knew very well... I'll name them for you. Go on. No, you won't. <laughs> um, someone I know very well was a, a prop 
loosehead prop at a club, went to another club. He was very young at the time and he got told, you're not going to play rugby for the next year. You're going to go and work with our, heard... our medical guy. And he went off and he put on uh, an incredible amount of weight. I didn't, heard... play rug- didn't play rugby. He wasn't in the squad. He wasn't named as part of the squad. He was just in a... He was in a laboratory in somewhere. In a laboratory, basically. Like a very Dol- similar doing story a Dolph <laughs> about a guy who played in the Northwest and ended up playing in Yorkshire. Uh, he, he jumped like four levels overnight. So if you can work that out, tweet us at Rugby Podcast. <laughs> Don't. Just, just go Send us bo- your doping stories <laughs> at Rugby Podcast. <laughs> going back to uh, happier things in the Under-20s World Cup, England put in a couple of good performances against Wales and then Japan, but then came well and truly unstuck against France, but have just about managed to qualify for the, the semi-finals. Now, what is the format of the Under-20s World Cup? Can someone tell me? Oh, uh, Phil, can you? I, I think it's three groups of four, uh, and then the top four from those three groups, so three winners plus one other, of which England is the one other, go into a semi-final. So England are the best runners-up? England, best runner-up. They play top seed, which is South Africa. France play uh, New Zealand. But there's simultaneously like a plate and a shield competition for the the next best four and the bottom four. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's all right. Doesn't the, seem the, too complicated. No, the one that we care about is tomorrow night, Monday night. Um, it's or tonight, f- if you're listening to this, probably, yeah. possibly. Yeah. Or last night, or a couple <laughs> yeah. of nights ago. The one that we did care about two nights ago, if you're listening unless on Wednesday. Unless you're going through a, a whole back catalogue, it could be any time, really. Yeah, this True. was, this was f- uh, four years ago, and uh, <laughs> hasn't the podcast gone on to strength, from strength to strength? Can you believe it's now, it's got its own TV show on BT Sport and, now? And I tell you what, Tim, how I miss Phil after that yachting accident. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, um, the one we care about, England. Uh, I think it's half half five and half seven or half eight mon- Monday night as the England v South Africa and New Zealand versus France, which I most definitely will be watching. Yeah, the baby box seems like a, quite a sarcastic name for a team, doesn't it? When you look <laughs> at the size of some of those boys. Well, I mean, you yeah. look at the size of the England pack. I mean, they've got um, their captain, Charlie Ewells, who, who looks awesome. Uh, I mean, that's exactly what Bath need, really. More awesome players. <laughs> yes, more... Young, Young guys awesome coming players, through, yeah. So, coming through, yeah. There was a lovely moment before the, the Argentina game. New Zealand did a hacker, and uh, and Tano Umang is one of the coaches, and he was a you know a very very close friend of Jerry Collins. And the New Zealand boys all got in a quite an unusual formation. They were all huddling around and it, arm in arm as Argentina were waiting for the hacker. And the the leader of the hacker led a bit of a preamble before the hacker. But I'll let you listen to it first. Following the tragic accident in southern France some 48 hours ago now, the Kamate. That moi moi ra, moi moi ra, uh, that they named the Jerry Collins and his wife and the baby who they've left behind. Ooh. And that moi moi ra is, um, is Maori and it's basically rest in peace. Probably mm. now is not the best time for me to express my dislike of the hacker, is it? So I won't. No, very Good. much, very much so. When, and every, I think 99.9% of people uh, in the rugby fraternity, nothing to do with the touching way it's been used this week, uh, would probably disagree with you. I think it's one of the best bits of theatre. It's not. That and DJ Spoonie at the, uh, <laughs> at the Millennium. Millennium Stadium. Yeah, the, the hacker, it attracts people. Not now, not no. now. Okay. Yeah, not now. Because, okay. because there's another brilliant hacker. 
Um, that you you will have seen. Obviously, it was Byron Kelleher, Ali Williams, um, Heyman's was Carl Heyman's, Nima Tialata, and Chris Marsoi. Yeah, uh, at the roadside, at the place where the car crash happened, they're all New Zealand former teammates of Joe Collins who are based in where, based in France. Where is Byron Kelleher at the moment? Is he still playing? No. Um, wasn't he at Toulouse? And then Toulouse, yeah. Just generally Stad, being a last, a last year, I think he was looking for a contract, but I think he's 36 or 37 now. And he, as far as I'm aware, he's not playing, certainly not top division. Mm. And they and they said their goodbye to uh, their, their lost compatriot. Oh, why is it with adverts on stuff like this should be banned? Right, yeah. have a look online. You know where it is. Some people are trying to make money off it. Get lost. Um, <laughs> Agreed. Right. But it was a lovely, it was a lovely touching moment. Now, we've got a couple of things coming up. Uh, an A to Z of the World Cup, which we're starting today and is going to run for the next few months. A stash watch. There's been some teams that mm-hmm. have brought out their World Cup kit. And also, Super Rugby, we've got to talk about. However, right now, Phil has prepared a quiz. I Here have. we go. Pens and paper, gentlemen. Pens uh, and I... paper. Six questions. There may be more than six points available. Okay, question number one. Yeah. The top 14 final has been yeah. held at the Stade de France since 1998. Where will it be held in 2016? Stade de France, 2016. Easy. Next. Question two. Can you name Super Rugby's top point scorer and top try scorer for this season? Um. Hmm. Okay. Question three. Harlequins have just been on an end-of-season tour to play a couple of games and do some coaching. Where was it to? Ah, that's interesting. I know that one, I think. I do not know that one, but I know they're going somewhere, so... <laughs> I know they're... I think, they're, I think that's in the <laughs> Stick that actually. down on your <laughs> list of... dinner anecdote. List of places oh. in the world. Damn it, don't know. Okay, question four. Two players have announced that they are leaving Toulon for Racing Metro at the end of this season. Okay. Name them. Okay. Two players. Two players. Question five. Yeah. The European Rugby Fair Play Awards. Yawn. Awards after my own heart were announced this week. And it, so it's looking at uh, ill-discipline in the three major leagues. <sighs> and the three cleanest teams across all of Europe came from the same country. Which country was it? The three cleanest teams from all of Europe came from the same country? Yes. Which league was it? I, which which, you know which country to... was it? And it's, it's the, comparing the top three leagues. So the Aviva, the top 14 and the Pro 12. Which country? Which country? Yeah, okay. And finally, question six. Who is the most experienced player in the England 50-man squad? And by experience, I mean test caps. Ooh! Oh, that's interesting. Hmm... It's one of those two, I think. Oh, 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 yes. 
I don't know which one of those two to pick. I'd go with the first one, Tim. <laughs> okay, I think I'm done. I think I'm going to lose this one. Incredible. I haven't watched enough rugby. I haven't watched any super rugby, so I think I'm going to get stitched up by question number two. Okay. So the top 14 final has been held at the Stade de France since 1998. Where will it be held next year? More say, I would guess. I've put... Oh, thank you, Jay. Because <laughs> uh, I know this one. It's the new Camp. It Barcelona. is. Oh, wow. The yeah! new Camp. Because of Euro 2016. There you go. Yeah. Question number two. This is where you make it back, though, because I haven't got... I haven't watched it. Any, I just haven't watched Super Rugby. Um, so I guessed that the top try scorer, I just went for names that I knew that might have played uh, Julian Surveyor and top point scorer, I just guessed Aaron Cruden. But... Surveyor's a great shout. I'm, I'm I don't know if it's a great shout. I just guessed <laughs> who's the most obvious name I could think I've of. I've gone with Nadolo. Nadolo for the top try scorer. He's second top try no! scorer. Uh, with nine. Um, top try scorer is TJ Perinara. Thank God. Oh, the wrong wrong button. Um, um, top point scorer. point scorer. Well, Tim's gone with Cruden. I was going to go with Cruden because he's in a great team. He's playing well, all the rest of it. Um, but then I went with Carter because he had that monster game when he scored God knows how many points of Carter. Well, Cruden... Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Did his cruciate ligament about two months ago. Oh, right. So oh. he's out of the World Cup. Oh, okay. Has, hasn't played for there a couple of months. Yep. So I've, I've been paying attention. Uh, Carter has been playing well. He's been playing 12 and he's been kicking and scoring tries, but not as many points as Bernard Foley oh. who is top never mind good um, ok fine number 3 so so currently it's 1-0 one one, to me still 1-0 to Tim it's a high scoring quiz right. I, think I, know, I think I know the next one as well I was going to say USA but it's not I think it's in East, Eastern Europe somewhere okay. by the way this is where, where Harlequins are having their pre-season tour pre-season tour, tour yeah or Russian off-season or Poland. tour Poland Poland for Jay Tim Bermuda one of you has God got it correct it. and it is Tim yeah a second point for Tim. Come on. Right, which two players are leaving Toulon for Racing Metro? I believe. Tim, do you, you have one? Got, I've got Martin Castrogiovanni and Chris Masoe. I've got Morsoe and Hernandez. Uh, Tim has got two points. JB has got one point. Oh dear, I don't think I can win this now. So it's 4-1. Four, four, one. God damn it. So my last two answers are Aviva. I've got uh, Italy. Italy, you've got Aviva. Oh, there's not That's three teams. England. There's not three teams in Italy though, is there? Uh, no, there's only two teams in oh, Italy. Yes. So, so I've definitely been, got that one wrong. Been Italy. Oh well, because oh, that was who's which which country has got the top three fair play? Yes, winners. So what country are you going for, Jay? You've England. Gone, you've gone for England. Uh, it's not. It's Ireland. Uh, oh, Connor, Munster, and Leinster. Uh, oh. Ulster were about third worst. Yawn. 
Um, why, why do they... What, who goes to these awards? Who, who is patting themselves on the back for being the cleanest team? Connacht, because they get £10,000 for being oh, the cleanest team. Who cares? And the most capped... Um, the most capped, most experienced player in the England squad, I just said Nick Easter... That's very good. I've gone Youngs. I was gonna go. I was gonna go um, Haskell, but I f- completely forgot about Youngs. That's the um, one I think of. It's quite an inexperienced team, actually. Nick Easter, I think he's on fifty caps or just recently passed. The person with the most caps is fifty-eight. Haskell. Now, it would have oh. been uh, Hartley. Dylan Hartley. He's yeah, on sixty-six. I, I, I thought that. But it is James Haskell. So neither has got that right. God, that's rubbish. So by a margin of four to two. Four to one. Four to one. Two. He got. No, I've given myself a phantom point. <laughs> Four to one. Four to one. That's a that's a hammer in that. That's bad. Well, you know, I was on a three a three quiz winning streak, so you were. You know, yeah. all good things co- come to an end eventually. I might even have to write a quiz myself soon. <laughs> you should do, do some prep before a pod. I, I believe that when I see it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, okay, so um, what's going on in Super Rugby then? I mentioned doing that and embarrassingly said Aaron Cruden is my shout yeah, for the top scorer. Yeah, I really watched <laughs> it. Despite the fact he hasn't played for two months. It uh, feels like all the un- unfashionable teams from previous seasons seem to be doing quite well. So what, what is happening? We're at playoff stage now, aren't we? Yes, we've had round 18. Um, Hold on, I'm going to get some music. for what, what music should be... Oh, I know this. Top 14 music? <laughs> Sorry, Super Rugby, Super Rugby music. Super Rugby music. No, let's play this. Oh, okay. Down uh, men at work with down under. <laughs> okay. Very good. Come on then. Okay. So probably the team that I've actually watched most this this year, not because I support them or anything, just because it, it's coincidence. Uh, Hurricanes the, romped the Canes romped to the top of the league. Uh, won fourteen out of sixteen games and were generally incredibly impressive every mm. time I saw them. They've got like a, a near All Blacks back line with Perinara, Bowden Barrett, Nonu, and. Uh, Conrad Smith in the centres Surveyor and Curry Jane on the wings and uh, Milner Scudder a young young lad who's been tipped to possibly make it for the All Blacks wow. um, mm. as a 15 oh yes I know the kid um, so they, their first place they've guaranteed themselves a home semi-final in two weeks Waratahs after winning it last year maintain that form uh, they comfortably beat the Reds this weekend in a pretty poor game uh, dreadful I, I conditions and my wife told me to turn it off. It was so boring. I watched the she first. She said it. She actually said, "I quite like rugby, but this is awful." I watched the first half, and, and it, was, it finished. Stop! Th- stop! Listen to this line. There you go. Sorry, carry on. Thanks. <laughs> Vegemite sandwich. Vegemite sandwich. <laughs> oh, I thought a bit of my sandwich. Oh, who cares? Uh, um, yeah, it was dreadful game. I only watched the first half. I sw- switched off mm. as well. All the points were scored in the second half. Yeah. But it, so Hurricanes were as both secured semi-finals, and then you have the. The playoffs. Did you so, see the hit made by Sonny Bill Williams? Oh, oh yes. yes. I, I love the way that the um, commentator described it as it, start, it started okay and went a bit higher. Like, uh, no, it didn't. It started on his chin and ended up on his forehead. <laughs> like, it, it, but let the boys play. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that was that was reasonable. But why? It's against, it, it, it's against the rules. Against I've got the rules. It on Conrad Smith, oh, wasn't it? Here it is. Eat that, Conrad. Sonny Bill. How's he got up so quick from there? I tell you, he's been absolutely creamed by Sonny. Down goes Conrad. Love Sonny Bill. That's fine. fine. He he connects with his chin. Yeah, but he was going down. His arms. He was was low. Are those the laws? Are those the laws? 
If someone's oh, falling on. over. Are those the laws? Hey, I'm all for it. It's you guys, <laughs> the hypocrites here. What? With you. Right, you're a stickler for laws. How on earth can you let that go? It was fine. It was but, fine. Unless with the law, it's not fine, is it? it was, well, that it wasn't was... a swinging arm to the chin or to the, to the hip. Sonny Bill Williams' body, it's like a bear hug. It's just like he, yeah. he, em- he, he just enveloped him and bear hugged him. I, I think that I think that's actually a penalty, but I'm happy to sit. let the boys play. I'm Jay, happy to sit. How many that? times do I have to tell you? Just let the boys oh, play. Oh, this is one of my favorite videos of all time. Uh, if, it, if it's a it's Sonny Bill Williams one, no, it's just the, just the music. Oh. Yeah, there, there's some great Here comes rugby, the boom. rugby compilations yeah. to that. Uh, boom! No one has given me boom. more hours of online pleasure than Sonny Williams. <laughs> no one. No one. <laughs> no one. <laughs> Gianna Michaels. Uh, maybe her. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend anyone who's into Sonny Bill Williams to watch the highlight video. Uh, which which one is it now? Oh, the one where that is like, it's got his like cartoon face at the start. It's unbelievably good. J- JB waits until his Mrs. Na- Layla is left for work. Then he shuts the living room curtains. And then no, he no, puts Tim, on no, a no. Sonny Bill Williams <laughs> compilation video. <laughs> no, I'm um, I'm an open watcher of Sonny Bill, B- B- Bill Williams. It's a uh, right. record show. Uh, here is something that we're going to be doing for the next couple of months on the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, and we will need your help. What we're going to try and do over the next uh, bunch of weeks is assemble an A to Z of the Rugby World Cup, taking three letters at a time, going from A to Z, and just marking each letter with one person or game or moment or country or whatever it is connected to the World Cup that we think is worthy of making our list of 26 people, places, games, whatever. And obviously we're going to start with the letter A. So you won't be able to contribute. Well, you can contribute and tell us ones we missed for the letters A, B and C, which we'll get to in a second. But for next week, we'll need D, E, F, and then for future weeks, obviously, we'll need future letters. So uh, at Rugby Podcast, get in touch with us on Twitter, the A to Z of the Rugby World Cup. What do you have for the letter A, potentially? And we'll pick one. What did you have, Tim? Australia. Um, simple as that. A country because they're a country that have won it twice. One of only three. They've been involved in some of the most epic matches ever. That game against New Zealand, mm. that semi-final against New Zealand, was that 91, the game in England? Yeah. Incredible match. Is this I when think. Tim Horan just lost his mind? Yeah. He was like uh, food poisoning for yeah, he was all ill. week. And, and then man possessed and still managed his, to play. Put on his boots and went to war. And got a man of the match. <laughs> yeah. Got a man of the match uh, performance, yeah. And I just think Australia have... Well, you think of some of the best games that they've ever been. The very first World Cup, the semi-final, they lost out in with an injury time try to Serge Blanco. They were involved in some of the best games ever. They've won, yeah. they've won the tournament twice. And so Australia, I think, would rightly be worthy of an A. But unless we've got any other options. Uh, I'd gone for anti-apartheid. Um, oh, pious. <laughs> what? So pious. pious. No. Go South on. Africa missed out on the first two tournaments until yep. until after apartheid. Joined uh, it in 1995. Won the tournament and have won two out of the five tournaments they've we've played in say. since. And just in the, the home tournament, the 1995 tournament, there's obviously the, all the Mandela stuff, but Chester Williams who scored four tries in the quarterfinal versus Samoa was just a good representation of, of that. Have you, have you read the the book, which the film is based on? Uh, Invictus? Yes. No. I have to say, it's one of the best reads. I mean, I'm really? not particularly pious in, 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 in that way, <laughs> but it's a really great book. 
when when did someone teach you the word pious? You seem to have <laughs> spouted it half a dozen times over the last two pods. Are you being, yeah. are you being paid every time you say pious? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a brand of t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be a good name for a posh pie place, wouldn't it? A good pun. <laughs> oh yeah, like a, posh, a posh pie restaurant called Pious. That'd be S- good. Speaking of pies, did you see that uh, James Johnson of JJ's Pies uh, might be joining Sale? Really, it's a quite a good fit. Really, fit with the uh, Northwest Pie route. That's a I think. big signing if Sale get him. It would be. How have you heard this? Where's this come from? It, it's rumor. Really? It's, oh my god! Go on. I, I, I. This all could fit together. I was in Manchester Town Centre today, and there was a there was a big Manchester Day thing oh, that was going on. I will talk about that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> um. So there was a Manchester Day thing, there's a parade, there's loads of stuff going on in town. I took the kids down to, to look around. I was on Deansgate, one of the main artery roads through the centre of Manchester. And I was crossing the road at the traffic lights and I looked around and there was a Saracens car, branded car, mm. on Deansgate in Manchester. Really? At about, what would that have been? About 3.34 o'clock seems on odd Sunday afternoon. Seems odd for Saracens to lend James Johnson a car so he can sign for sale. <laughs> and it's not very inconspicuous. <laughs> really <laughs> trying to get rid of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll no, drive you all the way up there. No, but I mean, if they... If they, if they, they, if they, was, they may know yeah. he's having conversations or... They, he, they may, he may he may have a club car. It yeah. also might be a and lot. He's, just, he's still contracted for another month. And, and it might also be a lot of salary for them to keep around for. Um, it probably is next year. Yeah, it was a big signing from Quinns, and he, he wasn't playing towards the end of the season. And I th- from what I understand, Sale have, have have a lot of salary cap to spend. <laughs> they do have a lot of salary cap to spend. They, they so, don't they don't spend up to the cap, and that was last year before the increased mm, cap yeah. provision. And then now and they've lost more. Michael Patterson. Yeah, and they've lost Mark Jones. They're Never. getting more money from the BT, increased BT Sport yeah. deal, so it might all fit. But, but um, there, there you go. It could be completely nothing. Uh, but but I, I'm telling you, nice. there, there was a Saracens branded car in the middle of Manchester on Sunday afternoon. That was there for some reason. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was James Johnson. Hmm. All right. So where were we? So the letter A then. So anti anti apartheid or Australia? Which one are you going with, Jay? I think I think anti apartheid is good for for uh, Australia. Australia, okay. Well, okay. Well, I suppose the anti-apartheid could potentially come back with uh, M for Mandela, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But, but we'll okay. we'll we'll talk about that one at a later date. So Australia, by virtue of their two victories in the World Cup and having been part of some of the the best games the World Cup has ever seen. Oh, the another game they were part of, which will break Irish hearts. But that quarter final in 1991, when Ireland heroically were ahead, and then David Campisi and Michael Liner scored a last minute injury time try to uh. deny Ireland. A place in the semi-finals. Uh, B. Now I had this is probably going to be quite contentious. Jack Berger, who we all yep, love, indeed, but you, he's not really synonymous with the World Cup. No, we we no. know he's been to two, two thousand seven, two thousand eleven. I, I, I had Jack Berger down as well, and I think you're absolutely right, Phil. Because in two thousand eleven, Namibia uh, played four, lost four, mm-hmm. uh, hammered, hammered in four. They conceded more than eighty points twice, but Jack Berger. Who was captain in Namibia was shortlisted as one of the five players of the tournament. Wow! In spite of that, playing in a team which got humped in all the only in the four games they played to be in the list of the five best players in the World Cup is a phenomenal Isn't achievement. Um, another B option: Brian Lima, the Samoan centre winger who played in five World Cups in a row. He was yeah. age nineteen 
when he made his first appearance. If you're go... 16 years later, he was he was still playing in a World Cup. There again, if you're going to go with centres named, named Brian, I'd probably go with O'Driscoll. <laughs> but he's had unevent... five, five Re- World Cups. Relatively uneventful World Cup. Who, Brian Lima? Yeah. Brian Lima, yeah, five World Cups. Five Cup. World Cups. Crikey. And the only other B I could uh, think of would be Brad Thorne, the oldest man to appear in a final, won it with New Zealand, transferred over from Rugby League. Wow. So, but probably not as deserving as Brian Lima or Jacques Berger. Brian Lima's got... Uh, I've got to go with some, Brian, Brian some negative thoughts about Brian Lima since his recent uh, indiscretions. Why? What's he done? There was some uh, domestic violence case right, a couple okay. of years ago. Okay, let's only judge him on his rugby. <laughs> but only I, his rugby, I think nothing I, else. I just think negatively about him. Oh. Oh, so it's not right, just <laughs> So you uh, want to go Jacques Berger? No, Jacques we'll Berger. Jacques, Jacques, Jacques Berger is B then. Brian, why not Brian Lima? He's been, he's been to five. But five World Cups, think about that, <laughs> just for a second. Burger or, Burger or Brian, tweet Brian. to at Rugby Podcast. Burger or Brian, Burger or Brian. Uh, oh, the, we, can't, we can't go Burger because he was once nasty to someone. The letter, the letter <laughs> no, he's C. a lovely man. He is a lovely man, actually. He, he was nasty to a lot of people he tackled yeah. throughout his career. <laughs> I think he's even nice when he tackles people hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, the letter C then. What do you go for, Tim? I, I, I think I know what, which, which one that you'll go for. What do you think I'll go I for? I think you might go for Christian Cullen. No. Oh, okay. He, did he do anything major in a World Cup? Yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think oh, he was pretty good. I'm sure he did anything that incredible, but some people that did do incredible things. Sebastian Chabal made the 2007 ah, yes. World Cup. He became the face of the World Cup, wasn't he? And that, that press conference when someone from England went... Sebastian, will you talk? Uh, will, will you answer a few questions in English? No. no. And got up and we walked are, out. The we, ca- are France. The, we speak French. The caveman. He was a marketing man's dream, and he was—he he had a bit of an impact on the pitch. But the C that I'd really like oh, to put forward. A bit. He, was, I thought he played really well. He played really well. The, the C I'd really like to put forward is David Campisi, one of the most divisive characters in rugby ever. And but in terms, he's a World Cup winner, one of the best players the game's ever seen. Why is incredible Cam- winger? Why is Campisi divisive? Because he just says, well, I'll, I'll put it this way. Controversial, is it? I'll yeah. put it this way. Before his very first test, he was going to be playing up, lining up for Australia against a New Zealander called Stu Wilson, who was regarded as the best winger in the world at the time. He was asked by a journalist, how does it feel to be lining up in your first test against Stuart Wilson? And he said, Stuart who? Nice. <laughs> That's before he'd even played a minute of rugby. Who? During the 91 World Cup, let me tell you another thing, if you, if you don't remember, he ignored the hacker. So the Australia were all lining up. You're not allowed to do that now. I know, Australia were all lining up opposite the hacker. David Campisi was in his own 22, just running up and down, just doing some Good warm-ups. for him. I think everyone should do that to the hacker, because it's like, I think it's world rugby law now. You can't respond to it. You can't come within 10 metres of it. It's just, I just if you're going to do that, ditch it. And in 2003, after England won, he walked up and down Oxford Street in England with a, with a sandwich board saying... I admit it, the best team won. Wow. And, uh, but there you go, Campisi would be my shout. What you got, Phil? Fairly boring. I had uh, Canada, um, ever-present... Well, sell it, Phil. Ever-present Fairly boring. In the, in the Rugby World Cup. Uh, they, they astonishingly actually got out of the, the group stage once. Did they? Uh, made it to the quarterfinals in 1991, uh, which was obviously very unexpected. But I would give it to Campisi, ahead of Canada, unless you've got something else, Jay. Uh, no, I... Quite like Campisi, I'm going to say. Campisi yeah. for me. So A is for Australia, B is for Burger or Brian. Brian. Brian Burger. Um, Brian Burger, there you go. Oh, Perfect. what a defensive player you'd have if you spliced the, <laughs> spliced the two. Uh, Australia, Brian Burger and Campisi. C is for Campisi. Next week, it's going to be D, E and F. That sounds, that sounds about right. <laughs> sounds logical.
the next week it'll be G, <laughs> H, and I. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, the next week, no, that's fine. Uh, at Rugby Podcast, with any suggestions of what we should have picked for A, B, and C, and what we can pick next week? Um, Stash Watch, South Africa and Australia, both sponsored by ASICS, have both unveiled their World Cup kits. Mm. Can I have a look at these, please? And now, and I've seen some South Africa stuff, and I didn't find it too bad. So let's have a look at Springbok's jersey. I say that it's absolutely fine. They've covered all the bases. And one th- little. Oh, sorry, nipple. I completely forgot. Stash! Thank you. Thanks, uh, sir. There we go. There you go. There's one small thing bothering me about the South Africa kit, which is they're getting too many emblems. So they've got three across across the top now. I think just a single Springbok would be fine. And also, Apps is a bank, and that doesn't inspire me. I'm sure they used to have like a brand of heavy is machinery. That- Hmm. I'm just trying to th- find it. Is that the latest one? I'm not a big fan of the yellow on the arms, as it is. Nothing... I-, I wouldn't mind a bit of gold. Oh. Tri- no, I-, I wouldn't I mind like... a bit of gold trim on the end of the sleeve. I, I like that, but I'm not sure. I'm not a fan of the big, the the big thick bit I... of yellow on the arm. In all, I'm going to give that one an eight. That's strong. An eight, yeah. Well, the, it, it's. I think the South Africa colour scheme is probably the nicest of all rugby kits. The, yeah, so I... it's a nice green, isn't it? Yeah, I do like it. And it, yeah, it, it just suits it suits the nation. It looks awesome. Look at a picture of Tendai Matawara, the beast, with he's got oiled up guns wow. in the new shirt. <laughs> oh wow! There's one. With... Oh, hang on. What's that? Is that yeah, a training that's, top? That's, no, that's the 2015 World Cup shirt. What were we looking at then? That's Phil? it. What are you looking at then, Phil? We're not looking at that. Well, yeah, we're not looking at that. That's the World Cup shirt. No, I don't like that. Wait. Oh no! Oh no! That one. Rowing back, big, big here. Look. Yeah, 2015, that is the Rugby World Cup shirt. Oh, yeah, no. we, we were looking at a different one. Look, there's the Rugby World I Cup. I tend to agree with you with you now. There's no sponsor, which is good. Get rid of the... Why have they got big Rugby World Cup badge on, in case they think they're playing Six Nations? <laughs> oh, that's unnecessary. I, I agree with you, the sleeves, though, Tim. The sleeves are, t- are too much. Right, and I'm glad we're now looking at the same pictures. Yeah. Yes, finally. So, so you, you know what I mean about the thick band of gold yeah, on the arm? not into that at all. Although it does look better on the beast when he's got oiled up guns. <laughs> Rikey. And he's just, and you notice the way they've just, like an action shot, he's just taking his uh, ASICS boots out of his bag there. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what, so what mark would you give that now, Jay? A five. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's come five. down drastically. Five's fair. It doesn't look like, I don't know, just, it looks like a training jersey, that. It does. It doesn't look like a proper no. test, test jersey. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and there's no sponsor. Okay, so that's fine. Now, Australia. This is By the way, look at the shit. Eben Etzebet's a, a beast, big, isn't he? He's a big old fella. For someone so tall, his, I, le- his legs are massive. I'm not accusing anyone of anything, though. But if I was a <laughs> drugs tester, if I was, I'd probably start at his house. <laughs> I'd start somewhere. We've got a line-up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who, would, who would you drugs test first? If, if you were th- if, that one... That one <laughs> and uh, that one. Uh, if, I, if you're a commission, a commission-driven drugs tester, I'm sure I'm not going to be drugs testing him and <laughs> Pat Lambie. You're okay. You can go home, Pat. But um, uh, the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast would like to say, uh, no, under no circumstances are we accusing anybody we of, of anything. Oh. Yeah. Um, right now, the Australia kit. Then, so we're giving South Africa's kit five out of ten. Australia's kit two. Uh, I'd give it another five. You give it another what? So seven. No, no, another same as uh, South Africa's. Okay, I'm again, gonna... again made by ASICS. No, uh, uh, too too harsh. Three. That that see, this is one of my problems with rugby kits. So make sure you're seeing. We're seeing the same thing. Yeah, I, we're seeing the same thing. It's got the. Yep. It's, it's, it's plain yellow with a bit of white trim around the bit collar. Baggy on the arms. Bit, a, the bit of white trim around the collar, and it's got on on the right shoulder. It's got some green 
and yellow star detail. Now, this is my problem with rugby kits. They date badly. Yeah, that, that will that date. That is well, going to look terrible in 10 years. Do you know what? The one that didn't date, surprisingly, was the Australia jersey. Was it like just the stars on it? Oh no, I'd hate that. Uh, yeah, I, quite like that I know the one you mean. I think that, that, that's. I think it was from '95-ish, well. something yeah. like that. I think that's I stated quite well actually. That is a terrible kit. It looks good. Like so, we got a line up here with Bernard Foley, and it looks well fitted. Yeah, it does. But some of them they don't that look looks well fitted. Good. But yeah, Israel Flau has got ba- it's a good baggy. rig. It, yeah, it's just not. It's f- a bit loose on the arms. So it, where it's fitted, it looks good. Where it actually fits the guys. Mm. Carry on. <laughs> There's no excuse though for wearing. I don't like trainers the wearing. Tra- uh, I mean, they've got matching Asics trainers in the shop. And but do you know what? They're on a rugby field as well. They're on, on grass. On, they're on grass well, wearing trainers. Simply, simply put, if if because they've done that, they probably won't get get out the group stage now. Yeah. So that if they don't get out the group stage, that's why. Mark my words. This will be the moment that all the journalists and rugby pundits will look back on, and we will look back on and go. The moment they lost the World Cup and didn't get out of the group stage was when they wore trainers on the grass in the promotional shop for their uh, new kit. Exactly. If you think taking your top off on, you know, in a Himalayan mountain causes uh, earthquakes and avalanches, wearing trainers in promotional shots <laughs> prevents you from uh, from winning games. I th- that This is one of my least favourite kits in a long time. I'm going to give it uh, a generous two. I've given it two and we moved it to three. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the same as the South Africa. I'm not, not a big fan of either, but they're both okay, unoffensive. That, that, that one there, that Qantas kit, is, I always thought it was quite nice. You see, right, this is one thing, because we, we need to get solve this, because I am a little bit addicted to purchasing and searching online for vintage Adidas clobber, and I've got a Nebraska Huskers um, American oh, football lovely. shirt on the, way, uh, on the way to my house as we speak. It's in the post. Is it Huskers? I thought the Huskies. No, Washington Huskies. Yeah, it's the Nebraska Huskers oh, is that because um, college of, team. Is because of the wheat or the something? Co- the corn Huskers, yeah. Uh. Um, I've, got, I've got an old school shirt of theirs on that, the way. And I love it. But an, an American football kits, and to be fair, a lot of football kits. I, I know we live in Manchester and when people walk around in the old mid-80s Man United Adidas yeah, sharp, Adidas sharp football shot, uh, kit, it looks great. It looks really good. But rugby kits... They do not date well. Vintage rugby kits look. Bad. I disagree. I think that like the cotton stash from say like, just the full hoops from Leicester Tigers, that slightly lighter green one or the darker green one, look wonderful. And the and the bat and the hoops hoops from Bath too. There's a lot. In fact, I've got a really old Harlequins quartered one. Uh, which yeah, could be from Essex. I'll go along it? with that. The, the traditional works like the, the classic Australian Canterbury shirts from back in the day with the with that and the same with Aust- with New Zealand when they had the Canterbury as well with the. With the wider collars, yeah. the Australia just gold with dark green, and then New Zealand just the classic. I mean, New Zealand always go classic with their shirts. That's what I like about their kit. Well, I mean, you can't really do much, can you, if you're called the All Blacks? <laughs> no. I mean, you're going to struggle to, you know, mess that up. <laughs> well, it was a different shade of black for the last World Cup, of course, wasn't it? <laughs> it was blacker than normal, but it wasn't, was it? Didn't we establish that it was at least partly grey? Yes. Yeah. There is only one shade of black. Yeah. Anything so, else is grey. And it had two shades of black on it, so it had to be grey. <laughs> When you think about the teams that have won World Cups, it, England, the year they won the World Cup, their kit was way better than Australia with the stars and the big yeah. the big green bit on the sleeve. You, I, I think it actually contributes to whether you win a World Cup or not. Do you know what? How good your kit is. We should take a, a lesson here from American football. Surprise, surprise. And <laughs> the lesson is this. They are the most commercially successful sport out there, probably. Can we all agree on that? 
as a league and the way they do it. They're pretty... uh, Formula One's pretty commercially successful. Yeah, okay, so there are others. But as team sports go, it's fair, fair, fairly commercially successful. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. I'm pretty sure that the rule there is you're not allowed to change your jersey for four years. So you have a jersey, you've got to keep it for at least four years. Could even, could even be five. And if you look at someone like the Green Bay Packers... You don't know if you're watching the Green Bay Packers from the 50s or from the or from you know modern day because they do not change their kits and they're sending in that. I think you you set your kit at the World Cup and that is your kit for the next five years until the next World Cup. Yeah, and on that England have another kit coming out uh, uh, next week. But, but the good but, news but, is, but that, means that, but that means we're going to talk about Jeff Parling and uh, talk Thomas to Jeff Parling, Parling and Tom Waldrum. So oh, fantastic. When are they? When are we getting them? Um, they'll be on the next podcast. Oh, brilliant. Um, that is my one of my favourite kits of all time. Was from the very first World Cup, and it was uh, and they had, oh, they had yeah. the, oh look at that they had the reverse in in blue, but the, we're looking at the white French kit, and it's just plain, yes. it's either plain blue with on the sleeves white and red Beautiful. stripes all the way down the arm, absolutely, stunning. or in white red and blue stripes all the way down the and arm, and they don't so, age well. That is classic. That is that is beautiful. That is a shirt that ages perfectly, doesn't it? Just yeah, oh, I want that. I really want. Yeah, I'm <laughs> right. sure you can find it somewhere, Tim. Uh, Treat yourself. Tell me the kit which I like. The classic Stade Francais. Do the like electric blue and then red shocks. That that was one of my favourite kits. And it's a shame that they don't that they no longer use that. The home kit now is always pink. Right. Well, next time we can talk about England's brand new kit. But that was this week's stash update. Stash. Fairly comprehensive. Pretty comprehensive. Is there anything? Is there anything else we need to talk about, gentlemen? I think we're done, aren't we? I think that's it. Super Uh... rugby top fourteen under twenties. Wendell Saylor, A to Z of the World Cup, quiz. Oh, Manu Tuolangi rumoured to be going to Toulouse. Does that help? Well, he's not rumoured to be going, is he? Yeah. Toulouse have just said they, they're making it their top priority to sign Manu Tuolangi. <laughs> That's quite a rumour then. Well, no, it's not rumoured that he's <laughs> yeah. going because Leicester have said he's categorically not, not going. going. He is not available. Ooh. Yeah, it's all slowed down a bit on the transfers and stuff, hasn't it? But James Johnston to sail sharks would be a, a bit of a coup. I mean, I'm interested to Tell see you what, how that I one pans out. I hope to God that Manu Tuolangi goes just so I can carry on with my Stuart Lancaster bandwagon of dislike. I'm sure you will carry that on regardless, yep. Jay. But, you know, all these great players playing abroad. No, it's all about my system. No, it's all about your players, Stuart. At Learn. Rugby Podcast, get in touch with us on Twitter and let us know um, about your A to Z of the World Cup, your reaction to anything you've heard on this week's podcast. When the England kit gets announced, give us your reviews and we can share that on our stash update. And just generally keep in touch because we'll, on Twitter, we'll be announcing little breakout Periscope sessions where we'll be chewing the cud and asking for your thoughts and feedback on the Acast app, on iTunes and at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening. Nice one, JB. Thank you, Tim. See you next time. Phil. Cheers, Tim. In a bit. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.